cliffcentral.com Welcome to Wedding Central. I'm on my own for the for the time being with a joined Oh, and Tombi's just walked in. She got pulled over. <laughs> But today we are joined uh, with Ryan Hochart, the marriage officer. And Tombi, are you feeling okay? Must be fabulous. She's a bit flustered, but you put your game face on like we do every day in wedding planning. Lovely. Ryan, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, awesome to be here. And today we're talking all things to do with the, the ceremony. So yes. Ryan is an official marriage officer. He does. Uh, to actually, Ryan, you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I. Uh, I guess my how I generally describe myself is I'm a, a non non-religious marriage officer or secular marriage officer which when I started doing this about 16 years ago was was fairly rare so I for me it was kind of a niche because there I thought there must be people who want to get married but are outside Traditionally, you've been going to church your whole life, mm. and when it's time to get married, there's a priest, pastor, rabbi, sheikh, sheikh of some sort <laughs> who knows you and has known you your whole life, and that's the person that's going to marry you. Mm. And they know you intimately, probably too well, right. um, and, and know everything about you. Mm. And but there were there were people who were outside of that, yeah. whether it was mixed faith or they're not religious or or just didn't want to have that traditional yeah. thing. And so that's. Where I saw myself, and I, and and I quite I liked that idea, and it was probably a, not a bad way to go because I think that segment of the market has right. is, has been growing ever yeah. since then, and I think there are more and more people who want that, and uh, so yeah, that, so that's what I okay. do. Okay, all right, cool. Um, I heard you mention you know religious backgrounds and you know where people are coming from. Do you find that sometimes the people that you had dealt with might not have complete, now I'm speaking maybe specifically for Catholics. Um, you know, with Catholics, there's certain things you need to have done before you can actually get married. And did you find a lot of your clients, because perhaps maybe they hadn't been confirmed or done First Communion or whatever, then had no option? But to find somebody else. Yeah, look, I've definitely had that, but I don't think I don't think that particular thing is is very common. I, what I see, the the greatest reason I think is you know we live in a a society in a time where all the traditional barriers to relationships mm. have disappeared. You know, it used to be mm. you know the race issue disappeared, the mm. and more and more the religion issue. You know, there was no marrying over the race line, and then there was no marrying over the religious line. Yeah. And, uh, and these days, gender is not even an issue. You right. know, so really, anybody you fall in love with, you can marry that person. Mm. So, so it tends to be more that there where. Uh, uh, someone was speaking earlier about a Catholic marrying a, a Jewish person, mm. and then it's problematic because then the Catholics are Lots like, of drama. Yeah, "Yeah, the Catholics don't want to deal with it," and, and the rabbis like, "Well, yeah. so so they, so they then have to find somebody in the middle yeah. that that will uh, walk a middle path." Yeah, I mean, you and I work a lot together, yes. and I mean, um, the couples that we deal with, it's not that they're not religious or they just want a very down-to-earth type of ceremony, mm. and that people walk away saying, "Wow, that was awesome." It's not a particular religion thrown in your like thrown at you in the ceremony. It's just you give a really down to down to earth type of ceremony. The most common thing I see in when I first meet with a couple is I say to them, "Okay, so when you think about the ceremony, what do you want?" They mm. say, "Not entirely sure." And then I say, "Well, what do you what is it that you don't want?" Well, we have a list, yeah. and <laughs> because you know, particularly if you have friends of you know, if you're sort of in your early thirties, you're probably in a circle of friends, and they're all getting married. You've been to weddings, right. and they go, "Oh my goodness, I you know, I don't want it to be 
an hour and a half long. Yeah, right. I don't want it to be dull and boring. I don't want there to be weird. You know, I want it to be lighthearted and nice, but mm. I don't want there to be weird, uncomfortable, awkward mm. jokes, and mm. I don't want the guy to be get it. And so, and marriage officer, priest, rabbi, all of it, it unfortunately does have that stigma attached to it. I hate the it. word marriage officer. I, I like know the, the officiant, or they must make it a little bit more romantic. I think you need there, to, there to rebrand that name, please. I think, and and, and it funny enough, so hectic. I hate the word officiant. I, oh, do you? Yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> that's yeah. a weird word to say. So, but no, I agree with that. And 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 people are confused about it because when they see me, they're like, "Do I call you father? Do I yes. call you?" <laughs> and I just say, "Call me Ryan." And so, so what are are you? What's the thing, and how does it work? And yeah. so, but I do agree with you. Our marriage I, it does sound a little. Um, what do you find? I love that you put your hand up and told me. No, we tell you why. <laughs> it's because me and Kylie are right in each other's mouth, so we have to <laughs> signal. We have to signal to each other. Okay. Um, so the my question was, what do you find couples struggle with the most in terms of what to include in their ceremony? So yes, I know length is usually a main thing, and they want to have it shorter. Mm. But do you have maybe parents meddling and saying, "Well, we have to have this, and we have to have." It. What do you find they struggle the most with in terms of? Of what they want to include in the ceremony uh, really it's they're not quite sure what to include right. and 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 that's you know from a from you know my and that's what they're looking to me for is to say well what do you think we'd like to be guided by you you know we don't we know we don't want it to be long or we don't want it to be religious or um, but beyond that they don't there are very few couples who go you know what we've researched and this is what we want right. to have yeah. right. so so what i tend to do is what i tend to do is is i will i have a couple of ceremonies and i will send that to them so it gives them somewhere to start yeah, they right. are welcome to edit it change it add to it take out start from scratch but they just need a starting point because you say okay well what do you want to, and they don't know they so don't know. So sure. they just need they've a little bit of help. Before. Yeah, maybe and they've done it. My before, favorite but... line, and 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 there isn't a couple I've met that I haven't said this to because <laughs> they say, oh, "Well, we're not sure." And I said, "It's totally fine. You don't want to get good at this." What's a good time? What what is a good length of ceremony for a couple? From my in my experience, a great length of time is twenty minutes. Uh, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes is long is long enough that people feel like something important happened. Yeah. Yeah. And but our attention spans are abysmal. And after yeah. twenty they minutes, start we start to absolutely <laughs> you start worrying that Facebook's happening without you. Yeah. And so or guaranteed, there's some sport somewhere that somebody's missing out or whatever. So you want to have a moment of pause where you know this is important enough that we're stopping everything mm. to focus on this, and that is very important. But when you start going beyond twenty minutes, now it's like oh, and your plan so, starts to get yeah. sore. And, and I've had I've had people who've insisted that they want it shorter, um, and I've done it for them. But what people often don't realize is that twenty minutes seems short on the day; it seems even shorter. Yeah, and so when you or some people go, oh, 20 minutes, that seems so long. Oh. I'm going to stand there for 20 minutes. But it disappears quickly. And if you're having a 10-minute ceremony, it finishes and you go, okay, well, what just happened? And Yeah, and then they yeah. think, well, did we actually get married? Correct. Right. You feel so a little bit like we've got to take enough time to say this it's was done. important. It, yeah. yeah. And, and then now you're mentioning in terms of um, they have a choice in terms of what to include. What do you have to, by law, Include in a ceremony. What makes that ceremony legal? Right, almost nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's my country. <laughs> 
if you go to Home Affairs home af- and get married by a, someone at a Home Affairs official, they'll ask you two questions. Right. Do you know of any lawful impediment why you may not marry this person? And, and what does that actually mean when they say that? Well, you... You can't marry somebody if you know it's illegal to marry them. Mm. And, and, and by illegal, it means the person's not already married. So, and that is, uh, you can't do that. Mm. And, and if you're a little too closely related, you can't <laughs> marry that person. Right. So you're really, and, and so you're allowed I'll to marry. get into that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're going to talk about that in a moment. <laughs> right. Um, so that's the one reason. Um, what was your question? Oh, uh, to make it legal. Ha- yeah, okay. Make- so that's the first question is, uh, do you know of any legal reason why you can't be married? And then basically, do you intend to marry this person? Mm-hmm. You, you got to be. It's got to be something you, you want to do. do. Yeah. So you're supposed to have that wording in any ceremony, but Home Affairs will also approve ceremony. So if you submit huh. a ceremony to Home Affairs and they approve it, then that now becomes legal wording. Right. Correct. Okay. So so there's just so as much as a couple will edit or change or add, you know, I'll just make sure that the there's enough of the the approved stuff in there to make it legal. So so it's, not, exactly. <laughs> so it's not the actual vows that make it legal. No. It's just those two questions. Correct. That's crazy. It right? is. It is illegal from a government from the government's point of view. That's all they want to know is mm. that you you concluded this deal um, of sound mind and that you that you wanted to do it and you didn't know of any reason why you couldn't. Mm, okay. The rest is all. Fluff, romance, and ceremony, <laughs> which the government doesn't care about. So you're saying, like in the movies, if somebody stands up and says, "Well, I object," yes. that's not. Well, funny enough, you can. I mean, the law does talk about that, what you do because uh, you. What do they term? Correct, like what? Uh, so there can be objections, yeah. you know, and you'll ask the question: Are there objections? And you don't even have to ask that question, but oh. if it is asked, or if someone says, "Don't marry him," I still love you. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 have you ever had that? <laughs> Sadly not. Oh. oh no no no! That's a terrible thing to say. I've never, I've never, I've never had it, and and I've done a lot of weddings, and yeah. and you would have assumed by now that there would have been one of those. At and, least one. And amazingly, they've, I've never had a lot of drama at a wedding. But uh, the law requires that if there is an objection, the marriage officer has got to halt proceedings and find out what the objection is. Oh, I see. And and w- I, I'm still in love with the bride is not a legitimate objection. <laughs> um, it has to be. Thank you for at, that. At, yes, it has to be on legal grounds, which again is. You know, this woman can't marry this guy because he's already married or she's already married or they're brothers or sisters or oh, brother right. or siblings or, you know. Who are that, you allowed to marry in, in terms of This always family. freaks people out. Is, I know, is, that's quite scary. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't marry your mother, your father, your brother, sister, anyone immediate. Um, and then there's some weird ones like you can't, you know… You can't get divorced. You can't marry your mother-in-law or father-in-law. So, uh, what that means is, let's say my wife and I were to divorce, I couldn't marry uh, her, her mom. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's okay. so that's kind of weird. But you can marry your first cousin, which is which a lot of people what? get kind of freaked out about. Your first that's cousin. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, do you Ooh. know what? Uh, but that's blood. Do, do you know what? Yes, but you know what? From a modern I feel context, like very close. Blood. It was in the news. Did you hear in the news re- this week? Actually, yeah. there's a there's a whole thing on the sperm bank thing, and there's about fifty kids. You know, they've got the same father. It's like that movie as well. Yes, yeah. it, but it's literally happening. And what, like if, what, they, happens with what the, yeah, if they babe, marry yeah. each other? So they're like saying in town oh, they should all wear no red way. socks. So you know, <laughs> don't don't engage. Not with another <laughs> sperm donor child. Yeah, um, and in in the modern context, it does freak us out a little bit. But what we forget is that uh, historically, this is how. 
family empires were protected where mm. uh, you know we would marry our cousins so that the money and the and the the fortune didn't go outside the the intimate group but wow. yeah but it yeah. doesn't happen often these days what is your view on traditional and i have a view but i'll wait for you to go um but what is your view on traditional vows versus people writing their own vows <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I I have no. I don't think I have a view. For mm. me, it comes down to what the couple want. Right. Um, I do always advise if you get people who are sort of naturally sort of a lot of flair and outgoing, yeah. and they're creative yeah. and a little crazy, and and they say they want to write their own vows. In that case, absolutely. Yeah. Then you have people who are a little bit more reserved, and they say we're thinking of writing our own vows. And I said, look, if it's important to you, absolutely. But it is a it, a ceremony is already a lot of. Pressure's the wrong word. It's it's a tense, it's an emotional mm, moment. Yeah, There's a mm. lot going on and, and often you've been planning it for a year and suddenly you're standing there and and the nerves are going. Exactly. And, and the and the paper's shaking. And I say, but if it is important to you and you decide to go with it, don't decide mm. you're going to memorize the vows. Yeah. Have the cheat sheet. Have the yeah. little cards. Yeah. Have yeah. the and what I will do is is if in in that case I'll ask them to send me the vows so that I include it in my on my tablet. So right. if, if they've lost their cheat sheet or their mm. brain fries, I've I've got it there. And in the worst case I could read it if right. they if they Re- you freeze. could still say repeat after me. Absolutely. Right. From, from a planner's point of view, I one thing I would recommend to any couple is to have a copy of those vows just in case anything had to happen to your marriage officer. Uh, I know it sounds yes. funny, but you know, we're all working on times. There's a lot mm. of money gone into this wedding. And the last thing you need is somebody like your marriage officer not arriving on time mm. or mm. being stopped by a roadblock. Hello. Uh, hello today. <laughs> or, or something happening. Yes. And, um, you, at least if you've got a copy of the vows or something, maybe somebody who's quite outspoken. I've had that before and it, it ended up working quite nicely. Right. But I'm interested to know your views on, on personal I vows. I do not like personal vows. Why? Okay, yeah. Why? I just feel like the traditional vows are so true in what I feel like you should be committing to in marriage. Yeah. I feel like they are so like that for me is what you should be promising to your better half. Yeah. I always say with my clients, even, you know, I always say to them and I always tell them and I say, I would recommend you do the traditional and then maybe have your ad lib on, mm. t- on top of that. And that's actually most commonly what happens is we'll have the traditional vows and then we'll take a moment mm. for them to say them to each other. But, but you've raised an important thing. You know, I, the thing that has kept me doing this and, uh, and for the last three or four years, I've in theory been doing, trying to do fewer weddings and I haven't, <laughs> oh, we know that. I haven't, I haven't said no you. to, yeah. I know it's ridiculous, Hi, but, but, Are you still doing but part of the reason why is, you know, one wedding to the next is very similar, mm. but what makes it unique are the two people getting married yeah. and, and it is amazing to me how different things are important for different people and mm. so on. So while I might agree that, you know, the traditional vows are like the, you know, key, the basis of other people's different. relationships may not be that or it mm. may be completely something else. So so it has to be what works for them. And look, having said this, in the vast majority of cases, I will uh, provide a, a couple with two options. And I, and I always say I provide the couple. In truth, I'm providing it to the bride. The guy the guy is just like, you know, whatever whatever she wants, I'm good to go with. <laughs> Give me a time um, and place. Exactly. And But in most cases, they will pick one ceremony and they say, you know what, we really like that one, do it. Right. With, with very little change. Right. So uh, what I what, – in planning a wedding, there is a lot going on. 
And the simplest, the ceremony is an important part of the day, but it is the least complicated. And I always emphasize that is don't complicate the ceremony. Mm, yeah. It's a short amount of time. The simpler it is, the better it goes. You don't want to be thinking about other, you know, you want to be planning your ceremony while you're standing in it. Just let it happen. Let it flow. A ceremony is not complicated. Yeah, you know, you're, right. walk, you're walking about 15, 20 mm. meters, and then you're standing. And then afterwards, you're walking and sitting down. Yeah. So. Let's just keep it natural. And so that's kind of, I, I tend to push it in that okay. direction. When I sit with clients I, and maybe they're getting married at a church or, you know, they've, they've got their own pastor, I always ask them, have you actually asked your pastor if they are officially registered with home affairs? And they sit and they look at me and they're like, what? Huh? And I said, yes, you've got to double check that. Can you, what, how does that all work with well, registrations why? and things? There is some confusion with that because you assume that you know, if if you're if you're going to church or you're part of a church and your priest or your pastor is going to marry you, there's an assumption that what he does goes. But there there is a legal side of of getting married. Mm. Is somebody has to register it with Home Affairs. There's right. a register to sign and there's a marriage certificate to issue. And in most cases, a pastor that's doing weddings for a church is registered with Home Affairs to do that. Mm. Right. But in some cases, they're not. not. Yeah. And and I. I probably three or four times a month get calls from people saying, oh, we got married last week, last month, eight months ago, and we found out that you know the guy's not a registered marriage officer, right. so now we need to register our wow. marriage. So I'll go and help take care of that. So that is definitely a question yeah. to ask. Yeah, I find also, um, especially a lot, I feel like with African clients, they – they have trouble because priests are such a, an authoritative figure yeah. that they have such issues asking, like, mm. are you legit? Like, do yeah, you go imagine? all the way? No. Yeah. Yes, are you going to do everything? Um, and, 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 and you find that just quite disrespectful. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and, and I always say to my clients, just rather ask or even ask, you know, churches, you have like a secretary or some, those people know. Mm. Ask, mm. Call the mm. office and find out if, if he can do it for you. Now, Tommy, you've raised a very important point because of that. Most 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 will assume that a marriage officer is a priest or has some religious authority, and mm. because they they are now an authority figure, there is that weird thing of not not asking for what you want. Exactly, um, and it gets really strange mm. for me because I my thought is, you know, ultimately you're paying me to do provide a service, mm. and of course I want to do it really well. Mm. But I want to if it's going to be well, it's going to be because you got what you wanted. And so I always encourage people to to demand what they want, you mm. know, and say, well, I don't want to have this in the thing. Right. I don't want to sing mm. songs. I don't want to um, – but many are cautious about doing that and, and won't. And there are many, many marriage officers who, despite being paid for it, will demand what they want. And mm. they'll say, well, I'm only going to do it this way and we yeah. have to do this and, right. and we have to start at this time. And they do insist. Yeah, which is, which is a strange yeah. thing. I yeah. want to ask just as uh, for couples out there that are planning their ceremonies and in their weddings, what important – Things do you have to do before you get married, like, and like on the ceremony? What documents do you need to prepare? Do you need to go the legal route with your antinuptial contracts? Mm, mm. What happens if yeah? What happens if they don't even have that antinuptial contract? How will they get okay, married? Okay, well, it, it's, it's very simple but fairly important. Mm. I mean, the documents that you, uh, getting legally married is ridiculously it's easy. easy. Uh, yeah, and but it's uh, the way you get married is important. 
What do you like, mean? Where, how you would register as a marriage officer? You would register that marriage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to be you've got to be certain that the person who's legally registering you is qualified to yes. do that. Um, and then the documents they generally need is sort of copies of IDs, and if yeah. you've been married before, a copy of a divorce decree or mm. Mm. Uh, document certificate death passed. certificate, and mm. so on. It's, um, but that but the antinatural yeah. contract is important mm. um, in South Africa, which is fairly unique. There's only South Africa, one of the country that does it this way, is by default you're married. In community of property, so if we do nothing and get married, we share everything is shared. Mm. Um, if you want to separate that, you've got to go see an attorney mm-hmm. that will draw up an antenuptial contract and register it with the deeds office. Mm. And it is a critical thing because how, whatever your status is at the day you get married. That's what it is. You cannot change it. Mm. So if you get married in community of property, you can't just go, oh, well, we've changed our mind. We now want to be out mm. of community of property. You cannot do that. Mm. Um, and there have been a number of people who've gotten divorced, gotten a contract, and then remarried. Which is actually <laughs> fraud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, hey, yeah. Man, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so very important is, is, is that some mm. now, and I have to say this about the antinatural contract because people get quite awkward. You start talking about it and they start squeam, so, squirming in their chairs. Yeah. They think it's they're not. planning for their divorce. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's also got this whole stigma of, I feel like people feel like I, I my money's my money. Mm. Like money's, I feel like mm. we struggle to talk about money just. Well, yeah. that brings up a whole other thing is the sort of premarital counseling and are yes. you, are you, have you dealt with what could be uncomfortable issues? Um, which we may or may not have time to, to delve into there. But, but if, if there are questions about that, you know, find someone that it can be discussed with because, you know, how are you going to deal with your money? How are you going to deal with your kids? How are you going to bring up your kids? These are questions that often only get asked later and can be sources of conflict. Mm. But the antinatural contract is being smart about your money. The, the, the downside of community of property is your marital Assets can land up being at risk if one partner starts a business and it fails, and there's bankruptcies or there's issues related to that. So you want to protect your marital assets, and that's why a couple should go and see an attorney and get proper advice on what the best route is for them to take. Oh, okay. And then, what do you find? What I'm trying to ask it: Can I predate my marriage certificate? So, what I'm trying to ask is. Obviously, on the day of the ceremony, people sit down and they do the actual signing of this marriage certificate. Yes. Can I do that before? Because a lot of people also get married two, three years ago, and then they save up for the money, and then the ceremony is really just for show. Yes. But can I predate maybe even in that week, maybe if we haven't been married before? Well, when you, when, when you say predate, uh, you, you, can, you can absolutely get legally married at any time and then have your ceremony. Um, oh, but uh, Sorry, I meant throw forward. So if we say to minus a few minutes or whatever or to save time or we don't want to do the signing and stuff on the day can i say no. on tuesday certificate but dated saturday no, no. definitely not okay that's just the, that creates problems because if there's if, yeah if uh, the, the, yeah there could be problems for for everybody involved another thing um a lot of people or couples will get um confused about is where can you get married mm. and what is legally an, mm. a place of marriage in this country <laughs> it comes down to interpretation, really. Um, the law uses the word in. And I don't know if you've ever looked up the word in in a dictionary. Mm. It's several pages long. <laughs> uh, the, the general rule is the smaller the word, the, lo- the more definitions it, it seems to have. Mm. And, and generally speaking, older, pe- older marriage officers mm-hmm. will in kind of insist that it be indoors, under a roof and all that sort of thing. Whereas, uh, you know, my theory is if I'm, if I'm in your garden, I'm in your home. 
Yes. Uh, so, so therefore, if I we did a wedding out in the in the garden, you could do that. So, uh, technically, the law uses the word "in," and you can get married in a government office. You can get married in a religious uh, building, mm-hmm. um, or a building des- designated for religious services. Mm. So, a, 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 wedding, a, a wedding venue, for example, right. they've got their chapel, right. and or and then of course in home, at home, and in, in a private home, you mm. can get married. Okay, and in uh, some cases, in extreme cases, in hospital, if someone can't leave a hospital, they can get married. There, right, so. right. How does getting married in South Africa stand in the rest of the world. So I'm a South African. Maybe we want to do a destination wedding in Mauritius. Mm. Do I take my South African marriage officer? Do I get like, how as a South African can I get married? There's a couple of ways to do it. One, you can get legally married in Mauritius or Dubai or wherever you're going. And then when you come back, submit your marriage certificate from whatever country you were at and Mm. submit that to home affairs. Okay. I've had numerous people mailing me and saying they're having massive difficulty mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so technically you can do it. Logistically, practically, in, in real life, it Not seems to marriage. be problematic. Uh. I have heard that a if if the couple are resident in South Africa, they can uh, – me as a marriage officer, I can marry two South Africans anywhere in the world okay. as long as they have a residence here. Okay. So, yeah, they could fly me out and I could right, do it there. Right. That's never happened. Um but, uh, but you're uh, open to it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then the other option is get legally married here, then go do your ceremony on the beach in Mauritius. Okay. All right, so, cool. so again, it, we only ever I we know. have like half an hour. Too short. I know. Since we've now gone live, we uh, are we now limited to half an hour, so yeah. it's very short. Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, it's shorter than you. So we'll definitely be bringing. You we'll, in have again. we'll have we'll a part two. We'll have a part two. Yes. And we also want to and know about eight, all the crazy I feel like you can stories talk and stuff like that. Yeah. But stunning! It was great having you on board. And and thanks for having me. I'm very pleased. And congratulations to the two of you and everything you're doing. You're doing amazing. Carry on. Thanks so much, Ryan. Keep up with the conversation on our social media platforms. Hashtag Wedding Central. Thanks so much. Cliffcentral.com.